Tune in to the Tour of Utah podcast on 1280thezone.com. The podcast includes tips for how to train for the summer of cycling and where best to see the Tour of Utah in action. Time now to talk with Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoman and NewsOK.com. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Barry, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. Uh, we just sit here from afar and admire the news coming out of Oklahoma City. Paul George, did anybody know he was unhappy that he wanted to be traded, or was that all hush-hush? Well, it was all hush-hush, and, you know, I don't, I don't know that he even wanted to be traded until Kawhi Leonard called. Um, he, didn't, he didn't want to be traded. He wanted to be traded to Kawhi Leonard is what he wanted. So uh, the Thunder keeps a pretty good lid on things, so we didn't see it coming. But if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense in this age of of player engineer uh, of rosters. And it was a, uh, a superstar was was available, and a desirable location was available, and they had a lot of assets. So it all added up to a, to a trade that sort of redirects the Thunder course. So how much of this do you think was the impetus of the fact that they didn't get out of the first round in both years with George and Westbrook? And so since Paul George had requested it, now was the time to go in a different direction? I think a lot. Um, you know, they, basically, the way you describe the Thunder, I think Zach Lowe described them as a low-level playoff team that's capped out. And that's true. And when you look at the roster with with George and Westbrook and then, you know, supporting cast like Steven Adams and Dennis Schroeder and some good Jeremy Grant, some good players, you think, well, that's not a low-level playoff team, but that's the way they've been playing. You know, the last three years, they've gone 47, 48, 49 wins, first-round playoff losses all three years, the middle one to you guys in Utah. And, um, you know, the first year was without George. No Durant, no George. The results weren't much different with Paul George in the postseason. In fact, not at all. So, given the opportunity to retool the franchise, I'm, I mean, anytime you lose a superstar, it stinks. And it just, you know, guys, players like Paul George don't come around very often. But the truth is, winter was coming. If you're, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know what I'm talking about. Winter was coming for the Thunder. Uh, they got the Westbrook contract, four years left, 38, 41, 44, and $47 million left. And it's, those last two years were going to be killers on the contract. Westbrook would be 32, 33, 34, the duration of this contract. Two more years of Paul George, and with no sign that it was working at a high level. And the, Clipper, the Clippers offered the Thunder a chance to reboot not with just five first-round draft picks, which is, you know, crazy currency in today's NBA, but also a really good young player in in Gilchrist Alexander, who everybody just raves about. So I can't criticize Sam Presti for making this trade. Now, if the Thunder had been in the West Finals, you know, if they they were sort of sniffing at a championship, well, then, then it's madness to make this trade. But that's not where they'd been. 
So, as you point out, 47 wins, 48 wins, 49 wins out in the first round. It didn't matter, really, if they had Paul George or not. So, let's assume that it does matter to get to 47, 48, 49 in a stacked West. That it's Westbrook and, and maybe, to a degree, Adams, giving a big man in the presence. Well, Adams has got two years at uh, 25 and 27 million. Westbrook, two years at 38 and 40 million. Are they staying put? Or is it a complete reboot and they're gone? Or, hey, you keep those guys and you still stay in the high 40s and you're going to the playoffs and the building's full and it's a fun night. And, hey, these draft picks aren't going to show up right away. Some of these draft picks are years out, and then the guys have to mature too. Yeah, you know, it it all depends on what they do with Westbrook. You know, apparently they've been talks about what he wants. The Thunder's going to be very respectful of Westbrook. If he wants a trade, they'll accommodate him. If he doesn't, I think they won't. I think I don't think they'll trade Russell Westbrook against his wishes. Um, he's meant too much to the franchise for all the lightning rod stuff, for all the turmoil that everybody sees and is part of. He's really been a loyal soldier. He's he's the longest standing player with one franchise left in the NBA. Eleven seasons in Oklahoma City, unless Udonis Haslam gets up out of the casket and resigns with Miami. He's the longest-standing guy with one franchise in the NBA, and he's meant so much to not just the franchise but the city and the state. They wouldn't trade him without his okay. But if he does want to, if he does want to start fresh, then I think the Thunder would do that. And the truth of the matter is, they, you know, they've got so much uh, draft capital. If they got a little bit more from, say, a Miami or whoever, you know, they could turn that around and 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 rebuild pretty quickly. So, you know, the Clippers, everybody's fired up about the Clippers, and me too. I'm picking them to win it now. Do we know how the Clippers got to where they're at? They got there by trading two superstars, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. That's exactly how they got to this point. So, um, you know, trading superstars does not have to be the end of the world if you've got a pretty good base. And right now the Thunder's got a pretty good base. So do you see being from a smaller market like the Jazz are, and there's several teams in the NBA that fall into that category, any cause for alarm with Anthony Davis negotiating basically his way to Los Angeles? And then obviously Kawhi Leonard was a free agent, so he could go wherever he wanted. He chooses there, which has been done before. But these other guys who are under contract in, the term, in terms of Davis and George – getting out and getting into these bigger markets. How much concern do you have for the smaller markets that this is now going to be a thing? Well, it's, it's a concern. You know, we've had five superstars work their way to New York or L.A. this summer. Davis, George, Kawhi, Durant, Kyrie have gone to New York or L.A. Um, now, four of those five have gone to the Clippers and the Nets, which historically have not been destination spots. So that's a little bit of an outlier there. Um, it is, a, and they also have worked their way to fellow superstars. To me, the number one issue in the NBA is this, this player engineering, especially with guys under contract. You know, Kyrie was a free agent. Durant was a free agent. Kawhi was a free agent. Let them do whatever they want to. But two of those guys had time left on their contract. Paul George had two years left on his contract. And 
superstars have the power now to even when they're under contract to sort of direct where they go. If the contracts aren't going to mean much, then the NBA has a problem. And you've already seen some franchises speak up and say, hey, uh, maybe we need to counter this. I saw one guy wants to, uh, one, one general manager, I think, said his owner wants to push for non-guaranteed contracts. Um, and you'll see some owners pushing back. So it's a little bit of a feisty time in the NBA. But the one problem with, with getting too much on a high horse is what appears to be an unbelievable season of parity. We really don't know what's going on in terms of who's going who's to contend for the NBA next season. It's going to be a glorious year. You can make a case for five or six, uh, five or six franchises, including Utah and Denver, for crying out loud. So uh, that's just in the West. And in the East, you know, you've got a couple, Milwaukee, Philly, predominantly. Um, so it's a, it's a new parity, which we haven't had a lot of. So it, it's hard to argue against what's happened this summer in terms of damaging the league's uh, level of competitive balance. Don't you think it would be dangerous for small market owners to push for non-guaranteed contracts? Because, I mean, to your point, you know, Brooklyn went and spent a lot of money. The Clippers and Lakers, uh, for that matter, the Rockets, these teams are capped out now for a while. If it's non-guaranteed, he's going to let Chris Paul go and go steal somebody else's young rising star in some small market. I mean, there's been a wave of this, but the salary cap and the guaranteed contracts seem to give everybody breathing room now for a couple years before it can happen again, maybe three to four years before it can really happen again. It's, it's a great point, and that's a little bit of a neat – and what you're talking about is don't get too much into a knee-jerk reaction to a problem. Um, you know, the, uh, the other thing is the players would never go for it. Uh, you know, the, the, the superstars run the league on a competitive level. I don't know that they run the league at the bargaining table. Um, and, in fact, they're probably going to use, lose. I would assume they're going to lose a little bit of, of clout at, with the Players Association for this reason. The current system rewards the superstars to the detriment of the, uh, the blue-collar uh, union member. Um, there's not a lot of guys getting 10, 12, 14 million dollar deals. Everybody's getting 38 million dollar deals. Uh, the superstars are, and then a whole bunch of guys are making the the veterans minimum or 3.4 million or whatever. And it's it's a case of you know guys not making sort of in the, getting squeezed out of the middle. So uh, that would be a very tough call for me if I'm if I'm in the union. Uh, to to go for that uh, because the no cut contract you know that to me the no cut I mean I'm sorry the uh, the uh, no guarantee contract or is a plague upon the NFL um, I think it's just a, a horrible thing so I think you can look to the NFL yeah it benefits the uh, the franchises it does not benefit the players I can't see the association uh, the players association signing off on it. So everybody knows that you and Russell Westbrook are tight, and you probably have had uh, several conversations with him over the July 4th weekend, if not spending part of your holiday weekend with him. Uh, With that in mind, uh, 
do you have any idea what his mindset is as far as wanting to stay or wanting to go? I don't, guys. I don't know what Russ wants. I can tell you this. He, most players would want to go. Most players would would look at this as a reboot, although I got to tell you, getting traded to Miami or Detroit, I don't see where that – the only thing that would do is get you out of the West. You know, if you're in the East, at least you got a puncher's chance in the East because there's – well, the, the Thunder would be a would be a prime playoff contender in the East. They they might finish fourth in the East with this current roster. So most players would want out, but Russ is not most players. You know, Durant left in no in sixteen and left a much more severe situation than what the Thunder has right now. And Westbrook's response was, "Hey, sign me up." He signed a a one year extension. That summer, guaranteeing him through the 18 season, and then a year later he signed the uh, the supermax deal. So this is a guy that this is a guy that signs on for stuff that a lot of players don't. So he's a strange bird. He might want to say, "Hey, I'm a Thunder. Let's let's go." And if he says that, I think Sam Presti will say, "We're with you." Um, but as far as direct knowledge, I don't know. Russ canceled out on me on the Fourth of July. We had him. <laughs> Uh, he was going to be Grand Marshal of my neighborhood parade, and he had to cancel at the last minute. So um, I don't I don't know any more than anybody else. Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoman and NewsOK.com, joining us. So when you look at the top, I don't know how many do you have. You picked the Clippers. You said to be the best in the West. But right behind him, how many teams are uh, are piled up right there? Are there are legit are there legit four, five, six teams that could be in the Western Conference Final or maybe even the NBA Final out of the West? I think so. I I love Utah. Everybody know you guys know what they've done. It's been a great summer for the Jazz. Uh, Mike Conley is one of my favorite players in the NBA. Just what a wonderful player and leader and just top of the line. Um, Denver. What's not to like about Denver? Uh, young, they remind me a little bit of the Thunder, circa eleven and twelve. Just young and good. Uh, Houston is the forgotten team. They've been the best team this side of Golden State two years in a row. That's a the only thing Houston has seemed to be intent on self-inflicting wounds. Um, it's old. They're getting old. That's always dicey, and now they're bickering. That can break up a team. But if they could just do what they've been doing, they would have a very good chance to win the West next year. Um, and that's so that's Denver, Houston, Utah. I love the Clippers. Hawaii um, Leonard, Patrick Beverly, Paul George. Uh, that's going to be the perimeter defense for the Clippers uh, next season. I don't know how anybody gets past that. Who needs a wall? Uh, just send them down to the border, and uh, there, there's no, <laughs> nobody's getting through. So uh, that, that's four big-time teams. I'm not as big on the Lakers as everybody else is. If they'd have gotten Kawhi, sure. But that's just a ragamuffin roster with an old LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I would pick the Lakers no better than fifth right now. We haven't even mentioned Portland, which still has Lillard, still has McCollum, has a great culture. They've done a lot of uh, roster movement, which who knows how that'll work out. But Portland made the West Finals last year. 
and kept their core, which means they could do it again. So there's six, I think, six bona fide contenders, and that's pretty deep. We we rarely have six bona fide contenders uh, in a conference, and, and we do in the West next year. And, heck, if Golden State can just get to the playoffs and Clay comes back in February or March and is okay, I mean, when they had Clay, Steph, and Draymond Green, I know it was a different time. I know it was five be five years earlier, but that was a heck of a team. So, I wouldn't even count out a Golden State run uh, if if they can get to the playoffs. Uh, so, it's it's a deep and loaded West, and we have no idea what's going to happen. So, if Westbrook says he's going to go, he wants out, and you already mentioned some quality players that the Thunder already have, and Adams and Grant and Schroeder. Does Presti just go all in and trade everybody? I don't think so. There's no reason to. Uh, if you, you've already got, I don't know what you get from Miami. There's talk of Goran Dragic and, and uh, Justice Will, uh, Winslow. So you'd have two old pros who are really good shooters on expiring contracts. Uh, Danilo Gallinari and, Dra- and Dragic. That's, that's some shooting. That's a lot of shooting. Um, you'd have a young star to build around in Shea Gilgis Alexander. You uh, you got the big man in Adams and Jeremy Grant, uh, and then you'd have a sort of a Swiss Army knife in Justice Winslow. Uh, you know, a backup in Dennis Schroeder, and all those draft picks. I don't see any reason to, uh, uh, unless somebody's going to trade you two superstars and you're getting back on the train yourself. I don't know what the point would be of much more gerrymandering. I wouldn't – I don't think – if I traded Westbrook, I wouldn't trade Adams. I wouldn't trade Schroeder. Those are the two guys that seem to be most prominent. Now, Gallinari, a one-year guy, you know, maybe you move him along. Maybe there's a team that, you know, that, that needs, a, needs a guy like that. Everybody could use a guy like that. But if there's somebody that's willing to go all in for a title, a Boston or somebody – then maybe you know you maybe you look at it, but um, I, I would think if you trade Westbrook, that's plenty of, of tearing down. You you got a, a solid core to build up from from there. Well, Barry, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. We're sorry about your Fourth of July parade, but other than that, it sounds like things are good. Well, that's all right. Here's what we need: we need to tell the Jazz to have a great year, get that number one seed. Maybe the Thunder could crawl their way to eight. I could come back to Salt Lake City and spend a morning with you guys. Yeah, we'd love that for sure. Consider yourself invited. And we won't we won't bail on you if that happens. We'll lock that down. That'll be that'll be fantastic.